Right. Boy, that was wonderful. Thank you. Why don't you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, of course, we're approaching uh, the Sunday that we celebrate the resurrection. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about that tonight and maybe over the next couple of weeks. I really just, uh, I go the direction that God kind of directs my mind, my heart. Um, but, uh, uh, but it was much on my mind here the last several days. Thank you for praying for us. Uh, boy, this has been a, a really busy week for the family, so to speak. Um, um, uh, Joe Beth and I were speaking in Oregon Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in a family conference. And then Wednesday night, I spoke at the church there at, uh, um, I forget what the name of the church is, but his brother, brother Mushler is there in Oregon. And then, um, uh, and then of course, Thursday and Friday night, we were right here in, in Walls uh, speaking at a youth conference. So speaking every day and several times a day in the first, in first few days. And then while we're doing that, uh, Mike is in West Virginia uh, doing a missions emphasis week and uh, spoke every day, several times a day. Uh, and then Brooke was, uh, flew to, um, I think, West Virginia, and, uh, or Virginia, I can't remember which, and she was speaking in the ladies' conference. And so, uh, uh, man, it's been, just been a busy week. Uh, we just uh, left the kids at home alone. And um, no, uh, no, I wouldn't have a house light right now if we did. So. But um, so continue to pray for us. It's, and Mike right now is down in, in just in our neighbor church over here, Clearview, right? Clearview. And he's doing a missions conference over there. So God's really opening the door uh, for him right now to do a lot of conferences. And I told him, you know, I love having your help here, but I need you. Yeah, you know, Jim's needs you to go and, and we need to support because we're not done putting out missionaries. Amen. Uh, God's blessed. And we've we've seen we got three right now, two on the field and one almost uh, ready to go. And so uh, we, Jim's, God's really blessing that ministry right now as a ministry of our church. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12, it says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. I'm going to speak this morning on if, if Christ be not raised from the dead. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Dear God, I ask you to please again, Holy Spirit of God, I yield myself to thee. I ask you to fill me with your presence. God, as I heard so many years ago, I ask you to anoint me with your fresh oil for this service, for this moment. God, I yield myself today. And I ask you, please, Father, please cleanse me of anything that might hinder you speaking through me. 
And Father, I ask you to touch the ears of the people that we might be encouraged, be inspired, be convicted. Lord, I ask you, please bless in this service. And as I said so many times, Lord, we need to be under your hedge of protection right now. And God, that you turn back every evil that would try to interfere with our service, please. In Jesus' name, amen. The, um, during the time of, of Christ, there was a religious sect called the Sadducees. And one of the key factors about the Sadducees is that they said there was no resurrection. Now, their statement was that there'd be no general resurrection, but if there's no general resurrection, then there is no resurrection of Christ. And the statement is made in simplicity uh, in verse 13. It says, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. So if there is no resurrection, then at best we are under the law without the hope of Christ. There's no payment for our sins. We must pay for our sins, for the law did not come to save man from their sins, but to reveal to man how sinful he is and how desperately he needs a Savior. And so uh, the, the resurrection is so very important. This is why uh, I've been spending so much time on the Bible in previous weeks, uh, why I've been talking so much about it. Uh, the Word of God is the only basis for our faith. And, and it's the only basis for our belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If, if we don't have the word of God, we don't know about it. We don't, we don't know anything. It's, it's said, uh, you know, I bet it's, this is kind of, you know, they always come up with new things, that, that, you know, new criticism. But it's said that to place your belief, your faith in the word of God is called biblio-idolatry. Well, I just want you to understand even God said in Psalm 138, 2, it says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. God says he magnifies the word. And, and, and truth is, and, and of course this has been attempted to be explained away, but John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. You see, him, Jesus Christ, is the word of God. And so he has to be complete. We can't have part of Jesus. we got to have all. And this is the mind of Christ that we understand, the word of God. Now, it says, In him was life, and the light was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehendeth it not. Well, that's because man refuses to believe and accept the word of God because it shines a light on their sin. And so, uh, look, uh, I'm not going to go into it because this is really not the message today, but, but that's one of the reasons why different groups of religion or calls himself Christianity, why they have different Bibles. And uh, they have different Bibles because things are eliminated or added. Well, the, read the, the Jehovah's Witness have their own Bible. They'll say they believe the, 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 uh, the King James Bible, but then they, the, uh, but they've written their own. And in their own, it takes out the deity of Jesus Christ. It takes out that Christ is God. Now, if we do not have the word of God, then we cannot know Christ. If there was no resurrection, what would life be, though? You see, I know about the resurrection because of the Word of God. 
I know about the resurrection because God's word has taught us about the resurrection and we believe in the resurrection of Christ. But if there was no resurrection, what would life be? And I'm going to just go through a few statements here. And, and honestly, this message is really just more thought-provoking because I, truthfully, I think most of us in here, we would say, uh, if you ask, do we believe in the resurrection? We say, well, of course we believe in the resurrection. Uh, you know, the, uh, I was doing a little bit of research and, you know, there's so many statements about how many people are, uh, are lost that sit in our churches. Uh, you know, and there was a you know, statement that Billy Graham said that there was you know, 85% of the people that sit in our Protestant churches. And I want you to understand, and I'm going to address this a little bit tonight, but the Baptist church is not a Protestant church. You know, Baptist church never protested and never came out of Catholicism. The Baptist church is, is, is an independent church all the way through. And so if we cannot believe the word of God, though, I, I cannot know if there is truth. For the scriptures tell us that Jesus Christ is the truth. So number one, if Christ, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching, the scripture says, my preaching, all preaching is vain, is empty. And that means without truth. It means I'm up here talking about something that we, it's not true. If Christ is not risen from the grave, then the truth is that this is not true. If Christ is not risen, then my faith, our faith, your faith in Christ is in vain, the scripture says. It's empty. It's without truth. It's, it, it's meaningless. We are going through a religious uh, procedure to make ourselves feel better each Sunday. And sadly, I mean, truthfully, sometimes that's what people do. But that's not what God wants. That's not why we gather together. We're not going through a religious procedure. We, we are here so that we can grow in Christ. We're here so we can grow closer to God. We're here so that, well, as the scripture says, so we can exhort one another. You know, that's one of the reasons why we laugh here. You know, because, I mean, laughter doeth good. You know, merry heart doeth good like a medicine. You know what the truth is? We need to laugh every once in a while. And who better to laugh with than with your family? Yeah. Amen? I was sitting there looking at this candy, and I thought, man, every time I look at that candy, I think about the story I told the kids at the youth conference. I think about the fact that I was in a church service one time, and, and uh, well, I was in chapel and, and, uh, at Bible college, and, and at Bible college, uh, we kind of ranked the, the preachers on how many fireballs it took to keep us awake. And, and you know, some guys were two or three fireball kind of guys, you know, I mean, uh, but I had a fireball in my, do y'all know what a fireball is? I had a fireball in my mouth and I, man, I was, I was sucking on that thing, trying to stay awake. Cause you know, the schedule we keep, you know, you work full time, you go to school full time and, and you're in ministries all weekend. And, and, and then you come in the moment you sit down, it's, you're just fighting a battle. I mean, one time I was sitting there and, and, and I was so proud of myself that I was awake when my head hit the pew in front of me. And I realized I was dreaming that I was awake. I mean, man, I slammed that thing. You know, everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, I, you can't fake it like it wasn't you because you got a red mark across here. But I got that fireball in my mouth, and I'm, I'm sucking on it. I'm, I'm over here. It gets too hot, move over here. It gets too hot, move over here. And then I come lower around. All of a sudden, that guy that was preaching, he screamed, and I went, and I looked up, and it went right down my throat. And that baby hung in my throat. And the first thought I had is, man, that's hot. 
And it was just burning right there in my throat. And the first thing I thought was, man, I, I got I to gotta get that thing, I gotta get that thing to, 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 to come up. So I, I tried. I, man, I went. And it didn't do anything. I tried that two or three times, and I said, well, I got to swallow it. Because I, I was starting to realize that it's a little difficult to breathe. And so I, uh, actually, I wasn't. And so I tried to swallow it. And I, and I can imagine people looking around at me like, what's happening to that man? I'm like, I'm trying to swallow it. And it dropped about a quarter of an inch. And, 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 and I'm just, I suddenly realized after, you know, I don't know how long it was, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, whatever, I realized I'm not breathing. And, and the thought, it's amazing what you think. I thought, I don't want to die in front of everybody. That's all I could think was, that's really going to be embarrassing if I die right in front of everybody. Because I'm sitting about two rows from the front. You know, spiritual people sit at the front. Oh, God bless you. Our visitors are at the back back here. <laughs> she said, you say you're a good Baptist? <laughs> so, I, man, I'm, I'm, I, I, I was sitting there, and I thought, I got to do something. So I stood up. And I just kind of curled around the pew on the outside aisle, going to go out. I'm just going to leave. And I realized I took three or four steps and think, okay, it's been about a minute or so, and I haven't had a breath. And I realized, I'm not going to make it out there. And if I do, I'm just going to die in the hallway. Well, I don't want to die in front of everybody, but I sure don't want to die alone either. <laughs> and so I, I just dropped down on my knees, and I threw my fist, and I tried to do a Heimlich on myself. And I dropped down, and I threw my fist in there, and it wasn't working. When Dr. Staub, he was over there, and, and he taught, you know, PE and all that stuff there. Well, Dr. Staub, he got, he, how he knew, he must have seen me or something, but he jumped up, and he just goes, boom, right in my back. When he did, that thing went right out of my, I mean, poof, it comes right out of my mouth. You won't believe this? Nobody believes this? I'm on my knees. It goes, out of my mouth, and I went, caught it. <laughs> I did. I just went, Poo! I caught that thing. He said, what'd you do with it? Put it back in my mouth. <laughs> Put it back in my mouth, walked right around and sat down. Now, you say, what's that guy doing? I don't know. It wasn't even in my notes, but uh, no. But if there's no resurrection, then there is no truth. Do you understand that? No resurrection, no truth. Number two, if Christ is not risen, then we are liars that testify of him. Bible says we're false witnesses. For if we say God raised up from the grave, uh, Christ from the grave, and he did not, then we're just liars. Now, if Christ is not risen, then the word of God itself is a lie. If Christ is not ridden, risen, we are, we are and always will be dead in our sins because there's no Savior. There's no hope. You know, I mentioned a few weeks ago, you know, the, the, the Muslims. Listen, please understand, folks, we get so deceived because around us they say the right things. It's kind of like Jehovah's Witnesses say, oh, yeah, we believe that book. But, but they don't. They believe something else. It's like the Mormons saying, yes, we believe in Jesus, but they do not believe he's God. And, so, and the Muslims do not believe that Christ arose from the grave. Now, if he, if he did not arise from the grave, we have no Savior. Now, now, number three, if Christ is not risen, then all who have died simply perished. 
They were destroyed, abolished. That's, that's what the, the scripture teaches us. We would have no hope of seeing our loved ones again. Do you understand how miserable that kind of life would be? To, to love your family, to love your mom and dad, to love your wife, your husband, to love your children and realize we just vanished. There would be no heaven. If Christ did not arise from the grave, the human race would have obliterated itself long ago. For the only thing that holds this world together is the love of God, the grace of God, the truth of God found in God's people. They don't believe that. The world doesn't believe that. But the only thing that's holding this thing together is God's people. The spirit of God through God's people. If there's no resurrection, we're animals living survival of the fittest. That's what we are. We live to, if there's no resurrection, we live to attain, to, to pleasure ourselves until we destroy ourselves with our pleasures. Number four, Christ be not risen. We have only some good principles and philosophies to live by in this life. Then we are, look, if that's it, we've just got some good principles and philosophies from this book. It's just got some good sayings in it. Then God says, okay, even though these good sayings may help you to have a little bit better of this little temporal life you live, he said, listen to me, you are all men most miserable because at the very best, no matter what happens, you just vanish. At the worst, you spend eternity in hell because there is no hope. We have but a short time to live, and there's no resurrection, and it really is just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. And that's not life, that's an existence. If Christ had not risen, I would not know peace, for I could not have faith in him. Romans 5.1 says, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. If there's no resurrection, there is no faith. If there's no faith, there is no peace. If Christ had not risen, I would have no joy. If Christ had not risen, I'd have no love. If Christ is not risen, then the Bible is not even a good book. I don't believe because I don't believe in, in digging through a book that's full of lies. I don't believe in digging through it trying to find something good. If Christ is not risen, then, the, then Jesus Christ is not even a good man. He's a liar. Now, why am I saying this? And some of you are thinking, man, you know, that sounds pretty intense here. But this is, this is what the scripture says. Now, why am I saying this? Because we must recognize how important the Resurrection Sunday really is. John eleven twenty five 25 says this. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And I'll ask you that question. Do you believe that? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe he is your only hope of salvation? Do you believe there is no other way to get to heaven? Do you believe that, listen, you can't even add to it. You can't help yourself go to heaven. That's why Jesus died. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because we can't pay for our sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, it's amazing to me how much of religion says somehow you live good, you go to church, you get baptized, you do all the right things, and somehow you're going to be good enough to go to heaven when God's already said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
You understand what that means? That means in order for me to be saved, if I have touched that ceiling, guess what? I can work out. I can lift weights. I can get strong. I can do everything I, impossible. I can work on jumping. My cousin, he, he, uh, from the time he was uh, a ninth grade in high school, he would go out to his backboard and jump as high as he could two or 300 times a day. Just stand under it and jump. Stand under it and jump. He was six foot tall when he graduated high school, jumped six nine. You know, he could, boy, he could get strong. Let me tell you, I don't care how much I work. I'm not touching that ceiling. You understand? And nobody else is either. Because no matter how, how much we try, we're going to come short. So how do we go to heaven? <laughs> Jesus didn't come short. He paid for our sin. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings to be made conformable unto his death. There must be a resurrection if there is the power of the resurrection that I might know. God says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Well, there's got to be a resurrection if I'm going to know that power. And can I tell you, we've seen this verse in my life. I, I've seen this verse, the reality of this verse. I've seen God come in his power. I've seen God it be there in fellowship, a companion during the sufferings of life. I've seen God do that, and I believe he's going to be there with me all the way to death. There must be a resurrection if there's to be power. And but Now, here's what's so wonderful, though. Okay, that's all if there were no resurrection but verse 20 says, but. Watch this now, but. And not, you know, look, uh, most of the time when we say but, it, it, we got a problem, you know. But here's a, a really good one. And he uh, says, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by, one, by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. You understand Jesus arose, he was resurrected. You know what that means? So will we be if we trust him. Hey. Now listen to this. He is risen and I have hope. Hey, do, have you trusted Christ as your savior? Then right now you have hope. And that's not like a hope so hope. That means I, I'm, I know so hope. He is risen and I have peace. Being justified by faith, thereby we have peace with God. Do you have peace right now? Can I tell you? If you're still trusting your own goodness to go to heaven, you don't have peace. I was that way. Got baptized at 12 years old because that's what you're supposed to do. I, you know, and truthfully, I really didn't do it because I was supposed to. I got baptized 12 years old because for 12 years that I can remember when I did go to church. And, they, and every Sunday they did what they call communion and they would have it. And, and, and they passed around these crackers and they passed around this juice. And I, for 12 years, they wouldn't let me have that. They would just pass it right by me. And I think, I want to know what that tastes like. I'm just as thirsty as anybody else. You know, all the, you know, and I'd see my little brother getting away with it because he's just gathering all these things, and he's going, you know, licking it all out of them, and I don't get nothing. So at 12 years old, man, I'm going down that aisle. I wasn't saved. I was just going to go through the ritual of getting baptized. You understand, that's why it, all the way up to 20 years of age, and sitting in that dorm room at Memphis State University, November 8th, I'm, I'm in absolute turmoil. 
I've been going for weeks and months where I'd lay my head on my pillow. You know, this buddy dies in a car accident. This buddy dies in a car accident. This one dies of some unknown disease. And, 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 and they're all athletes, and we're all in the, you know, living there. And, 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 and everybody, you know, I'm, my whole world's surrounded with these, all these athletes, and we all think we're invincible at 19 or 20. And, and all of a sudden, people are dying around me, and I realize the reality of, of death. And, and, and there in my dorm room, for weeks I would try to go to sleep and instead of I couldn't go to sleep I've got this torment of what's going to happen to me when I die I can remember looking up to heaven and saying why did I have to be born if I have to die the fear was so intense because I knew every breath I took I was a breath closer to death and I was in a process see my whole life everything I'd ever done I thought I could do you know whatever they put before me if they want me to get faster I got faster they want me to get stronger I got stronger they want me to jump higher I jump higher whatever I needed to do I could do it but suddenly I was faced with this reality of something I could not control called death And that's, that's no peace, folks. That's torment. November the 8th, 1975, through a little Gideon's Bible, I knelt down beside my bed. And I read those verses, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that yet while we were yet sinners, Christ dead, died for us. Man. Boy. And I realized that Jesus, I realized why those pictures of him on the cross he died for me. And I can't say I knew everything because I didn't go to church that much. I didn't know the Bible. I, I probably only knew one verse in my whole life that I memorized, maybe, John three sixteen. But, But I knelt down that night and I said, God, you said whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm asking you, Lord, to save me and give me eternal life. Can I tell you something? I, did, I didn't have anybody to work with me to teach me, but I can just testify that night I laid my head on my... I didn't go out and party that night. Every night I would go at 10, 10.30, I would leave and, and come back at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and just flop in the bed so I would just kind of pass out in the bed because I, I was tormented trying to go to sleep. But that night after I bowed my head and I trusted Christ, I laid down in my bed and in peace I went to sleep. He's risen and I have peace. He's risen and I have joy. You got six children serving God, and there's no greater joy, the Bible says, than to know that your children walk in truth. He is risen and I have love. He is risen and I have a reason to live, a reason to preach. With Christ, I can believe that all things are possible and I can do all things through him. He is risen and I have an intercessor. Whoever liveth to make intercession for me, he is risen and I have a companion that will never leave me nor forsake me. He is risen and I have power of the enemy through his over the enemy through his name. He is risen and I have strength to fight on. He is risen and I have a mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. He is risen. I have a mediator between me and the Father. He is risen. I have my faith is real and my joy is unspeakable. My salvation is sealed and my future is settled. 
He is risen and heaven is real and my resurrection is guaranteed. He is risen and I have confidence and stability for he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is risen and I have a healer. He is risen and I'm forgiven. He is risen and I have a new body and an eternal home being prepared for me. He is risen and I'm sealed by his Holy Spirit. I'm in the Father's hand. He is risen. I will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. He is risen I have joy unspeakable and full of glory he is risen and we have a savior you understand if he's not risen I don't have a savior but he is risen and I have a savior and I have all these things and more because he's alive he's alive so the question is do you believe his word He magnifies his word above his own name, and in his word he tells us he arose from the grave. His word promises us eternal life through his shed blood, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's the gospel. So, do you believe he's risen? If you really believe he's risen, where's your joy? If you really believe he's risen, where's your peace? If you really believe he's risen, it's not based on your present circumstance. It's not based on whether you got the money to pay the bill. It's not based on whether your car is running this morning. It's not based on whether you walk out there and it cranks up. It's not based on whether you got food in the refrigerator or not. If you, if you really believe he's your savior, you have joy unspeakable and full of glory because you know whatever the situation he's going to take care of you i say so often listen listen to me god will take care of you our problem is we don't we don't like sometimes how he does but i'm telling you he if he's your savior do you understand that means you are his child and wait a minute, you are joint heir with christ That means if God owns a cattle on a thousand hills, do you understand? That's your inheritance. Do you believe that? Then put a smile on your face. Come on, y'all. I understand. We all go through some tough times. And I'll be honest to you. Uh, we, go, we go under spiritual attack sometimes. There's, I believe that, we, that as we try to serve God, I believe we get punched and we get attacked. And the best thing, see, the devil can't defeat us, but he can discourage us to the point we quit. So, listen, we just can't let him discourage us to that point. We got to rise up and say, I got a Savior, and through him I have power over everything that tries to attack me, and I'm going to serve God, I'm going to live for him. Amen. Amen. Now the key is, do you know him? Do you know him as your Savior? Do you believe that he shed his blood and died was buried and up from the grave he arose. Satan was sitting back thinking. You see, we think Satan knows everything. We think Satan knows everything. God knows. No, Satan didn't know everything. Man, he's he's got Jesus on the cross. He's got him dying. He's got him suffering, being beaten. 
I, I wonder how really, though, does Satan not, uh, it, we think, well, surely Satan knows he can't kill God. And he knows Jesus is God. Well, I'll be honest with you, he can't be real intelligent because he tried to fight God in the first place. You know, when I, when I was 14 years old, my daddy took me to the boxing ring at the penal farm. Do you understand? I mean, in the jail. He took me over there to spar. I think he took out some kind of life insurance policy on me is what he did. He took me there to spar with inmates. Now, I'm going to just tell you, when I walked in the room and that guy over there on the other side looked like Muhammad Ali without teeth, And I weighed 140 pounds. And I'm thinking, why? In the, that's when I found out why they tie those gloves on so tight. Because when I'm standing in that corner, I'm thinking, these things got to come off. <laughs> well, boy, that bell rings. I'm not going after that guy. I don't care how much you told me. I'm gonna, wherever he is, I'm not going to be there. You never seen a kid move around the ring so much. Man, I threw a punch at him one time, and that dude tagged me one time. My head went halfway across the ring. And when it reeled back, I said, That's the last time he's hitting me. Now, you got to understand, we have no hope until we're with Christ. Because with Christ, now I don't care what, how big the enemy is, he's stronger. He's more powerful. But you got to know he's yours. You got to know that you know that you're on your way to heaven. And I'll be honest with you, as I'm speaking right now, if you're trying to convince yourself that you're on your way to heaven, that's not good enough. You've got to have peace that you know that you're on your way to heaven. You say, well, how can I know? Because God, who cannot lie, has promised you eternal life. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that doesn't just mean holler out Jesus' name. Call upon the name of the Lord means to call upon his authority. He's God. He has the authority and his ability. He's the Savior. He died in our place. He's able. Do you believe him today? Have you trusted him today? If you have, walk out of here today with joy. Because we serve a resurrected Savior. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love.